Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We've got to play a whole lot of people, and we haven't been able to do that much since I've been here. And uh, the wonderful thing about that is that the second team had some threes, you know, picked a pass and scored. And they basically won 7-3 to three when they went in, and the second team offense went down and scored. And, um, you know, we've got gotten away from uh, did I get to play or not. It's how well did you play. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. with my boo like the analyst. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday, and it looks like it's about to storm outside, which is kind of nice here. At least it looks like rain, and hopefully it happens because we could always use a little bit of the cooler weather going on. But I uh, appreciate everybody listening in, as I know... It's exciting right now being on a wide open Wednesday and halfway point to another game week for the Razorback football team taking on Kent State in Fayetteville. Razorback Stadium heading back home and you know there was a lot of things that happened throughout the week and some updates and some stuff to look forward to this upcoming weekend. So let's talk about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com and friend of the show. And Andrew, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great, John. You know, Wednesday afternoons are kind of the sweet spot for football season because once we finish talking to Sam Pittman, we finish the SEC teleconference, we finish whatever, there's really not much to do the rest of the week other than look forward to game week, game day. So we're, we're about two hours away from me being in a good, good spot where I can just fully focus on looking forward to the game and not have to do as much work, which is what we all want to do in life. Yeah, that's truly uh, what it's all about, man. And, and you know, you mentioned kind of t- taking it to the, the next level with Kent State, and I know we'll talk about that. But from the SEC teleconference today, I know Sam Pittman gave an update on Rocket Sanders, which was by far the most important thing. But uh, talk to us about what he had to say about that, what you know about it, and also maybe some of the other things that he had to say on the SEC teleconference. Well, you know, the thing with Rocket is, that, you know, he's been at practice the last two days with a sleeve over his leg. And, you know, all the rumors that you hear circling, and I don't want to get into all of the, what people were saying on Twitter or any of that weird stuff, but, you know, you, you hear some rumors about Rocket, but when you see him at practice, he didn't look like a guy who was out for the year or, like, had suffered some major injury. I mean, he's doing some workouts on the little bicycle and stuff like that. So I knew there wasn't anything, like, crazy going on, but he clearly wasn't practicing. So it was really good to get some clarification from Sam Pittman on that, on that front today. He said he was going to have a more definitive update this afternoon, but then we talked to him a few minutes ago, and he said he's going to have a more more definitive update after. And so I, you know, I don't know what exactly is going on. I think they're still waiting to hear back from one of Sand, you know, one of the people that looked at Sanders' leg. But it, he doesn't. Pippen doesn't think it's going to be a long term injury. Seems like it's going to be more in the like two to three week kind of range, more than a season ending type of thing. And that's kind of the vibe I got just looking at him at practice. So. He didn't officially rule him out for this weekend's game against Kent State, but I'm going to go ahead and report it myself. He's not playing this weekend. He hasn't practiced the last two days. He's not practicing today. Even if the swelling goes down completely, I can't imagine he would practice tomorrow and definitely would play on Saturday. So looks like the standard is going to be out this weekend, but it isn't long-term. So in a way, I think that's kind of good news for Hog fans because you're going to get to see some of these younger backs like A.J. Green, Rashad Dubinian, and even Isaiah Augustov 
Um, so it'll be fun to see those guys, especially in a little bit of a low pressure situation, which is what I would. That's the nicest way I can put this Kent State game this weekend. What did Coach Pittman have to say about Kent State, about the upcoming opponent? Because uh, you know, coaches they kind of go into what happened and then they kind of spin it forward. So, what were his initial thoughts about Kent State? Well, you know, Sam Pittman, I honestly hadn't even realized this until recently. He spent some time coaching in the MAC, and when he was in Northern Illinois, they they had some big upsets over some Power Five teams, and so he kind of understands that mentality that these Group of Five teams and MAC teams in particular come in with. And you know, Kent State historically is just not the kind of non-conference game you want. They're the team that's had plenty of athletes. They've sent guys to the NFL. They've been competitive in a lot of these types of games. I'm not convinced that this Kent State team is one of those dangerous Kent State teams of the past that we've seen, but Pittman seems to think that, you know, they, they, they present some challenges for them. And I think the one thing that he said that I do agree with is that, you know, you look at Arkansas winning by 50 or around 50 last week and Kent State losing by 50 last week. I think everyone just kind of immediately chalks that up to that's how it'll go this weekend. And it, it very well should if Arkansas comes out to play the way they want to. But how often in college football do we see this? kind of dynamic where the team who's riding high after week one slips in week two. I mean, Arkansas loves to do that historically. And we see the teams that kind of struggle week one start to come back to earth a little bit in week two. I think this is, this is, this is, Pittman won't come right out and say it, but I think this is clearly one of those games where you just want to make sure your team comes out and takes care of business and does what they need to do. You can't really look too hard at the opponent because I think they know if you look too hard at the opponent, you're going to see so many flaws and that'll kind of give you that excuse to slip up a little bit. So I think this is the kind of week where Pittman wants to test his team and see if they can bring that same mentality and that same intensity to this game, even though it's not a, a super marquee matchup. But, you know, it's the home opener, so there, there's no reason not to be, you know, a little bit excited for this weekend. Yeah, because you mentioned the, the Rocket-Sanders situation, too, and I, you know, I don't want to try to you know make anything light of Kent State, but it certainly seems like this should be another game where Arkansas – especially offensively, should be able to do whatever they want. And I think the priority is getting everybody out there and, and getting out of there healthy. But now that you saw the problems with the rushing attack against Western Carolina, I should say problems, it's just they didn't have anything going. Rocket Sanders is going to be out for that game against uh, Kent State. So what do you think the game plan is going to be for the rushing attack? Who, who may be getting the, the big amount of carries? Are they just going to go to A.J. Greenway? How is that going to look without Rocket Sanders and them trying to improve the rushing attack? Yeah, you know, obviously not having a back as talented as Rocket Sanders is, is never what you want to have happen here. But I think Arkansas is due for a huge breakout in the run game. And I, I thought that was the case before I knew about the Sanders injury, and I still think that's the case. When you look at Kent State's one game they've played this year, which is against UCF and Gus Malzahn, one thing we always know about the Gus Malzahn offense is they've got a lot of speed and they like to you know, do a lot of these weird motions and get the ball on the edge and all that. And they had a lot of success just simply outrunning Kent State's defense. Once they were able to kind of get a scene, it seemed like Kent State just didn't have the, the dudes to keep up with them. And they, they looked overwhelmed by how fast UCF was. So I think right there is, is interesting. When you have a guy like A.J. Green who, you know, we've seen his breakout speed here and there, this could be a very interesting spot for him if he's able to find a, kind of get the edge and have some themes there. I think Arkansas could, could have a huge day on the ground. And, you know, one thing Pittman talked about Monday is, you know, when he went back and watched the film, he said, it's not that our, our run game was that bad. It's not like we were blocking horribly. It's just that their safeties were coming down, crowding the box, and making some of these plays. They didn't have a ton of explosive offensive, offensive plays in the run game, and that's something they, they definitely want to get corrected. And looking at this Kent State defense on paper, this is who you want to face. If you're an offense looking to have some explosive plays, I think this is the exact kind of matchup you want. And so I, I'm looking for Arkansas to kind of flex their muscle a little bit. Should have the, should have Brady Latham back on the offensive line. Shambly played well last week. I think you know you, you should see this do that group kind of take a step forward here in week two. And so I'll be a little surprised if Arkansas is not able to get things going on the ground this week. So the teams they they game plan for each opponent. They may have something that they feel good about and their strengths. But Coach Pittman did point out that they wanted to try to feature some of those receivers in the first game. And so looking at Kent State in the way that they did struggle giving up a lot of yards against the run. Now game planning for this opponent and one to get back on track plays into the fact that they probably will run the ball a little bit more. I would say so for sure. You know, you mentioned the receivers and them wanting to feature some of those guys. The one name that, that has been brought up a few times this week is Tyrone Broden. Pittman, you know, joked the other day, said he was really good on special teams the other day, but 
you know, he didn't come here to be a special teams gunner. He came here to catch passes, and that's absolutely, he's absolutely right. And I think that's a guy that they'll, they'll want to get going. That's the term Pittman used like three times this week is they want to get him going a little bit. So I think you're still going to see these receivers make plenty of plays. I mean, you got KJ Jefferson at quarterback and a good offensive line, and you should have some favorable matchups there. I expect to see those receivers have a big, big debut in front of their first, you know, true Arkansas home crowd. And I think Tyrone Bros is another guy that, and Isaiah Satania is one that I think he caught one pass in the opener. I'd be surprised if they don't go to him a little bit more. So I, I think you're right. It's going to be about just kind of featuring other guys. Might be, it might not be the same, same names week to week, but I, I think it's, it should be a big day for Arkansas offensively. And just, just to be honest, they should, they should do whatever they want to do in this game. If you want to get Tyrone Broden going, you should have no problem doing that. If you want to get A.J. Green and Rashad Dubinian going, you should have no problem doing that. I don't want to make too much light out of Kent State, but Arkansas in this matchup should be able to kind of dictate things offensively up front. Speaking to Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com here on Out of Bounds. Now, Andrew, uh, I know that also we, we got to see at least the first glimpse of what this team is, is about and looking in that first game and, I know it's always hard to say of what it's going to look like uh, moving forward, but uh, what would you say was something or a few things that may have surprised you in a good way or bad way from Saturday? And uh, is it something that maybe you could expect to see once again this upcoming weekend and throughout the rest of the season for Arkansas? Yeah, you know, John, I would love to sit up here and act like I have all these brilliant takeaways (laughs) from week one, but honestly, I feel very similarly about this team as I did a week ago. Like, I don't think much has really changed big picture about how I feel about this unit. I guess if there were a surprise, if you had told me on Friday night that Arkansas's offensive line was going to struggle, I definitely would have thought it would be in the pass, pass rush department. I, I would have thought that Western Carolina maybe presented some issues for them there. Maybe those second-year tackles weren't quite ready for the re, you know the pass rush. I, I was honestly surprised by how well they held up. I mean, if you go look at the PFF isn't the end-all, be-all for everything, but if you go just look at the grades, pretty much all of Arkansas's offensive linemen were great in pass protection. The only sack they gave up, KJ Jefferson took the blame for, and I believe him. So, I you know I was a little surprised, not that the offensive line struggled, but that they struggled in the run game. I guess is a little surprising, but you know we've we've talked about that enough at this point that it it you know it's more more case of them crowding the box and trying to take away one thing from Arkansas than anything else. So, I guess I was I was surprised by the way it looked when the offensive line struggled, and I can't pretend like I expected this Arkansas secondary to look as good as it did. And I think that's a a really encouraging sign, you know. I, I still am a little worried about Arkansas's depth in the back end. I think if they are if they're going to go through the injuries like they went through last year, I think things could get ugly quickly, especially when you have you know Keon Stewart getting suspended the day before the game and stuff like that. But uh, I was really pleased with how that group looked, and that that surprised me a little bit. And so I guess those were the the, the two big quote unquote takeaways we're supposed to have. But like, like I said, I don't think there's much to really take from that Week One performance. Besides Arkansas's run game, where are you looking to see some improvement? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just want I want to see Arkansas put together just a complete game. We saw the fast start, you know, we saw it last week. That was something they really struggled with, you know, under Kendall Browse was getting started offensively. Um, and so they didn't seem to have any problem with that. I'd, I'd love to see them start fast and just take care of business and maybe even get Jacoby Criswell a full half of action, you know. Our, the, the only weird section of their week one performance was the way they came out after halftime. They were a little sluggish there, and it took them a while to get things going offensively, and they weren't able to bring that second group in until about 10, 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I guess if there's one one real legitimate area of improvement I want to see from this Arkansas team, I want to see them build an early, early lead in the first half, of course, but I also want to see them come out for that third quarter fired up. And maybe if they're up 42 to nothing, they don't have to bring out the starting unit or whatever. But I would really like to see them kind of correct that second half issue because that's something they also struggled with a little bit is coming back from that halftime break under Santa has been a little bit sketchy at times. So I think that's probably if there's if there's an area of emphasis, that would maybe be it. But as I've said a few times here in this interview, I, I just don't expect Kent State to be offering problems for Arkansas to fix. I think it's all about what Arkansas can do and what, if they're able to take care of business here on Saturday. Another thing, too, Andrew, is just looking at uh, the rest of the SEC. I know it's week one, but for where Arkansas stacks up with the rest of the conference, did anything from week one change your mind as far as where Arkansas is in this, or are we still need more body of work? Well, John, I'll tell you, the, the most interesting thing to me has to be 
circled around the LSU Tigers. You know, I'm a I'm a Louisiana native, and I'm a guy who grew up hating LSU. So sometimes I feel like I'm a little biased against them and can't see them clearly. But I've never really understood how how much hype LSU was getting because I felt like they overachieved a lot last year. And if you go back and look at you know their roster and some of the games they played in last year, I think it it's very clear that they did overachieve. So I think that everyone was kind of penciling them in for a step forward. But you know, when I watched them against Florida State, it just seemed like LSU doesn't have the talent that they typically have. I mean, even when LSU struggles or they're having, you know, have a bad quarterback or a poorly coached or whatever, the one thing you always expect from the Tigers is like just to have overwhelming talent. NFL guys at every position. But I mean, look, I watched them against Florida State and looked like all the best NFL prospects in that game were on the Florida State sideline or, you know, on the Florida State side. And so it was a little surprising to me to just see an LSU Tiger team be overwhelmed by the talent of their opponents. And I think that that week four game between Arkansas and LSU just gets more and more interesting as the days go by. Arkansas should absolutely be 3-0 and going into that game. And you're going to have to go into a hostile environment in Baton Rouge. That's as tough as they come in the country. But, you know, just looking at the talent that I saw from LSU, it, it just it doesn't feel like a typical LSU team where you're just dealing with first and second round talent at every single position. So I'm not, I'm not, I haven't gotten to the point where I've convinced myself Arkansas is going to beat LSU in week four, but I feel like that matchup just gets bigger and bigger by the day. And we'll see LSU. I believe they play Mississippi State in week three, so we'll see how much progress they've made since then. But I've definitely got my eye on that matchup. And that's the, that's the one thing that sticks out to me among anything else from the conference. What did you think of some of the other SEC West teams and their offensive performances? Now, they were, like Arkansas, playing against some teams that were overmatched and they did what they should have done. But Ole Miss, A&M, with the connections there with Petrino and uh, Jimbo Fisher, we talked a lot about what that offense was going to look like. And even Auburn, with Hugh Freeze taking over and being the offensive mind that he is. Yeah, you know, you know, one one of the SEC quarterbacks that I've I've never really been sold on was Jackson Dart at Ole Miss, but man, he looked awesome week one. And you know, I, I haven't really dove in to see what their competition was looking like in that game. I'm assuming it wasn't great, but he looked awesome. And that offense, you know, with Lane Kiffin, it, it, even if he has a bad quarterback, it's hard to really count that guy out. And so to see Jackson Dart look like a much more improved and much more polished of the version of what we saw last year, that's a little bit of a scary possibility. Um, when you think about that Ole Miss team, I'm also I think I'm buying the Texas A&M hype. I know that's crazy because A&M comes into every season and they feel like they're overhyped every single season. But I really like the quarterback. I don't even want to try to pronounce his name because I know I'm going to mess it up. But super talented guy. But I really I'm, I'm tentatively buying what A&M is selling right now. And I think that if I'm looking at that game and the LSU game, I think the A&M game maybe maybe seems like a less winnable game if you ask me. But uh, yeah, when you, when you look at the SEC West, it's so easy for teams to fill out their rosters nowadays with a transfer portal, and we've seen that with Arkansas for sure. But so when I look at these SEC West teams, I feel like they all are pretty solid, pretty well-rounded, but it just seems like that's the case in college football, especially when you get to these higher levels and these schools that have good coaches and good facilities. There's just no reason for any of them to not fill out their roster really well. So I don't think there's a ton of margin for error in the league, as it always is, but you know, most years you look at it, and you usually have at least one or two SEC games on your schedule where you can kind of relax a little bit. You might have a Vanderbilt or Missouri when they're down, or maybe one of the Mississippi schools is struggling, or, you know, typically it's Arkansas who's having a down year. But I just look at the SEC West, and I just don't see a ton of separation between any of these teams. And so, on one hand, that makes me think Arkansas has a good chance to win a lot of these games, but I also don't think there's really any room for error because I think week to week you're just going to be facing very similar matchup nightmares uh, across the board. So, Andrew, just uh, also looking at uh, one, one particular thing, which I don't think we've talked about, but I, I, I wanted to bring it up with you. Special teams in game one. I saw Max Fletcher look really good. I saw Isaiah Satania look really good in the punt return. Again, I know it's one game, but special teams have been a problem. It certainly looked improved, and I feel like with Fletcher, if he can keep that up, he'll be great, but I also feel like Satania is going to have at least one return for a touchdown the way he's been playing, at least the way he looked in that game one. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I really – Isaiah Satania is just one of those guys. I couldn't take my eyes off of him in practice. When we get to watch all the receivers doing their DB drills and going one-on-one, like he's just the one guy that seems to have every type of misdirection or juke or hop or whatever in his game. It seems like he can just do anything with the ball in his hand. So pretty much any time he gets the ball, whether it's on offense or on special teams, he's must-watch television. And I agree, Max Flesher looks awesome, man. And this is a, that was a huge, you know, test for him, obviously – when you're a, you're a punter, the opponent doesn't matter, but 
So last year we, we we heard he was solid all through camp, and then it just seemed like he couldn't quite put it together when the game was when the lights were on, and it seemed like he would have one one kick that was good and one kick that he didn't quite hit well. But he was as consistent in that game as he's been in his entire career, and I just think that you know if he had struggled in that first game, it was going to start to get a little hairy there because he had struggled so much last year. But I, I was really pleased with the way he punted, punted the ball and uh, you know the kickoffs great as usual. The only thing that concerns me with special teams is that Pittman says that uh, they're going to have to kick it further than five yards deep in the end zone for Isaiah Satania to not return it. <laughs> I don't know if he was exaggerating or not, but just uh, just fair catch those kickoffs. So unless it's just a line drive that you have a really good chance to return or it's at like the 12, uh, just, just go ahead and fair catch him. The game is literally set up for you to, to take a fair catch and just take the ball to 25. Just do it. Uh, you know, because if not, you're going to end up getting a holding penalty like Arkansas did the other day and start your drive at the nine but but yes i do agree 100 percent. that was about as good as i've seen arkansas special teams look in week one probably since that time the joe adams house two kicks on opening week yeah i'm, I'm kind of wondering i'm with you i don't know what the coach's reasonings any coach's reasoning about just not doing a fair catch and getting at the 25 yard line like uh, you know on, on those on those kickoffs like i don't understand why anybody would be against that or what do it but hey that's why i'm not a football coach that's why they're not paying me the big bucks to do it but it certainly should be a fun weekend and andrew as always man we appreciate you joining us great stuff you can follow him on twitter at or x whatever you want to call it and at andrew ellis 24 7 and you can see his stuff on hogsports.com Enjoy the weekend, man, and I'll be catching up with you next week. All right, Andrew? Absolutely, John. I look forward to seeing you at next year's fantasy draft. I know you couldn't make it this year, but hopefully we'll get you next year. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, I bet. I'll be right on that, man. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate you being on the show. As we got another segment coming up here on Out of Bounds on a wide open Wednesday where we'll get to your text messages, your phone calls, and all some other headlines, too. We'll keep it moving on here on Out of Bounds. So you better stay with us on the other side of the break. Quint Sterner joins Justin and Wes in the zone courtesy of Motorsports Authority. Motorsports Authority has two great locations with hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Check them out online at msastore.com. Quint Sterner in the zone brought to you by Motorsports Authority on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. The AP released their first poll of the season on Tuesday. Georgia remained at number one after taking care of business, beating UT Martin 48-7 in week one. Michigan stayed at two. Alabama climbed up to three, and Florida State moved up to four from eight following their convincing win over LSU. Ohio State rounded out the top five. Other notable rankings include LSU, who fell nine spots to 15. Clemson fell all the way to 25. TCU, who lost to Colorado, fell out of the rankings after being ranked 17th going into the season. Colorado now founds himself being ranked at 23 after not being on a single ballot in the preseason poll. Colorado was last ranked in 2020. The SEC and Pac-12 are tied for most teams in the top 25 as each conference has six teams. Arkansas received votes with 28 behind Iowa who had 73 and UCLA who had 55. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, When is my luck gonna change? And I was like, You need to go to Tulica, bro. And he was like, Yeah! Good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kisses. My man was like, This is amazing! His losing streak was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it. Because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. 
After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Becky Bradley in Sherwood, or Angie Collins in Heber Springs today. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood is paying your sales tax. Two days only, September 8th and 9th. Everything included. Guns, clothes, waiters, booths, stands, decoys. Get ready for hunting season at Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Visit ftthompson.com. You know, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right back into your joints to restore and repair that damaged tissue without surgery. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a new alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall moving around pain-free, doing the things that you love again, like walking, hiking, or even playing with those grandkids. Call QC Kinetics today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 103.7 The Buzz. <laughs> Wednesday. Appreciate everybody that's been listening in, but we also appreciate Guatney Chevrolet for being a part of Out of Bounds each and every day, because at Guatney Chevrolet, you know you're going to get the best deals, the greatest vehicles, plenty of inventory, because they are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. We know that during this time of year, football season is in full swing. High school football, college football, the NFL, it's all going on, and one of the best parts about football season is the tailgating. And you may be somebody that's wanting to venture into the tailgating business. Well, luckily for you, Guani Chevrolet has you covered with their deals on Chevy Silverados. Perfect for the perfect tailgate, because that's what it's about. How can you have a tailgate without an actual tailgating vehicle like the Chevy Silverado? they got plenty of inventory on brand-new vehicles over there with 1.9% interest on those Silverados with up to $6,000 off. You're not getting that deal anywhere else, so take advantage of it. They're right there, conveniently located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. You can shop them online at Gregor, at, uh, also at uh, GuaniChevrolet.com to see their inventory that way, too. But if you go to 1301 TP White Drive, that's where they're located in your map, too. I mean, th- listen, if you're trying to find a vehicle and you can't find it with Guatney Chevrolet, that's a you problem because they got it all. They'll take care of you. they got award-winning sales staff, award-winning service staff. They have it all. So check them out today at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. By the way, who, who brought in all these bags of chips? Is this like leftovers from the tailgate? Because everywhere, every room I've come into here at the building, there's bags, little bags of chips going on. That's where it would be from okay. the tailgate. I was wondering. I was like, did I miss some sort of party or something like that where somebody just brought in a bag of chips? Well, I'm very thankful for it because that's been my lunch today. But uh, I was like, man, I just I went downstairs into the offices. There was bags of chips all over the place. Bags of chips in the break room. Bags of chips uh, everywhere. So I was just it's a great thing about having some that are left over. Bags of chips, water, things that. 
we had just for the tailgate party, we get the benefit when uh, some of those things are left over. That's right. We should have brought it. We should have brought our extra water in War Memorial Stadium and so had uh, <laughs> had them running out, and so people wouldn't uh, wouldn't been talking about it so much. But hey, I'm all for it with that. Uh, let's see from the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Uh, a lot of people are chiming in. This comes from the 501. says, just saw this quote. LSU is the first AP top five team to lose their season opener by 20-plus points to a lower-ranked team since 1988. That is a very specific uh, stat. <laughs> a lower-ranked team, the team that was probably, what, three or four spots behind? Three. Yeah, three spots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That, that's that stat. It, it's a stat, for yeah, sure. It is a stat, but it's not a stat that it's like, oh, man, that is pretty crazy. Uh, Chainsaw Dave says, I'm concerned about Rocket Sanders' durability. Last year, he left the game many times with injury and sometimes didn't return. Example of the Liberty Bowl, for one, Western Carolina isn't as punishing as an SEC team, yet he gets injured and he'll sit out the next game, maybe more. Do you think the extra weight he has gained is making a difference? His running style changed or what else? Just concerned that he will make it through the rest of the season and achieve some records that are in his reach and maybe lead the SEC in rushing this year. Please share your thoughts, John and Joe. Thank you. I'm not concerned with his durability. The man ran for 1,400 yards last year. Like you're not, you, no one's going to say that you're a very, not a very durable running back when you're running for 1,400 yards. Like, yeah, he got hurt in the uh, Liberty Bowl, but I mean that's football sometimes. Like you got guys, like KJ Jefferson got banged up last year. Like, is anyone concerned about his durability? I, I don't think you should. I just think it's it's part of the game and part of the position. But I don't think the weights changed him. I mean, of course, we haven't seen much of him be able to play, but I don't think that's a factor. I. I I just think it's just one of those deals. It's football. You get hurt. You have injuries. And they got to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go. But durability? No. Yeah, they just don't want to put him on the field when it's necessary to make sure he gets completely healthy. But, um, you know, as far as your opinion, Chainsaw Dave, and being concerned, if that's something that you feel, you know, not going to take that away from you. But um, it does. it is something that comes along with the territory, especially – that position at running back, you are going to take a share of injuries at times. Yeah, it's going to happen. And that's why you have so many running backs on the roster to step up and to uh, be in the mix whenever uh, somebody does go down. Also, uh, Lee says, John, love the video feed and love the shirt. Also love the graphics. Reminds me of Anchorman 2 when Ron Burgundy is yelling for more graphics. Well, thank you, Lee. Appreciate you watching in on our uh, live stream. (laughs) I'm glad you like the shirt. It's comfortable. That's the reason I like it. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, uh, for those of you still are haven't followed us on our social media at Facebook and Twitter at 1037 The Buzz as well as our YouTube page, uh, be sure to do so because we're doing some video stream for all of our shows. So be sure to check it out. And Tyler and Cabot says, one concern I had during the offseason was wide receivers. They absolutely showed out on Saturday. They will be exciting to watch this season. So I can see that, Tyler. I, I was excited about it. But, again, body work. Need more than just one game. And then from the 501 says, if there is a verse thunderstorm is over Chenal Mountain is headed southeast, I don't think it's going to involve North Rock or Shearwood. That would be going northeast, southeast, would be going toward the Alexander-Grant County area, not North Pulaski County. Just thought I'd let you know. Uh, thank you, 501. Yeah, I think the sun actually came out a little bit more, so uh, just looked a little bit dicey, but looks like it's all going to be okay and uh, no rain there. And now Sarah on our Asher Record Life fan feedback says, Strong thunderstorms passing through Little Rock debris on 430 and 630. Traffic is horrendous. Thought your listeners should know if they are in the area. So thank you for that. I guess it did in- impact a little bit of the Little Rock area, too. We do need the rain, though. Mm-hmm. But Desperately. Yeah. Thunderstorms, not so much. Yeah. We can handle some thunderstorms, but it's the rain that would be able to make a, a huge benefit towards us. But, yes, thank you for letting us know, because if it's debris on 430 and 630, those are pretty big interstates here in the Little Rock area that a lot of people travel on. So, yeah, be, be on the lookout for that. And then also on uh, Twitter. Uh, X. Or X. Yeah, I know. I'm... I'm like, I'm going to have to start training. Has there ever been something like that that has changed, that's been so impactful to everyone's lives that's changed the name of it? <laughs> to everyone's lives, huh? No, just like, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, because it's like, you know, everyone, even if you're not on Twitter or X, you know what it is. Right. So it's like, what other thing in the history of, like, mankind has been a thing that everyone either is involved in or knows about 
that changed her name completely at the height of its popularity, and like you have to get used to it. I don't think that's ever happened. There before. have been some mergers that that's what usually happens during mergers, but yeah. uh, nothing comes to mind right away. Yeah, because it's like uh, I think back when I'm sure you remember Singular, you know, like the the cell phone, and no, yeah, AT and T exactly. bought it. Yep. And but it's like, but at least you know, okay, well, AT and T, you've heard of AT and T, you know what AT and T is. It's just bought it. But no one's heard of X. Like, one, like, oh, there was this X social media platform, <laughs> and then there was Twitter, and then it got bought out and then just became X. Yeah, it's just a complete 180 change. I don't think so, because was, was it Altel that ended up being Verizon? Did they get bought by Verizon? They, yeah, yes. Okay. I guess that makes sense as to why, you know, when it used to be Altel Arena, then became Verizon Arena over here, because they got bought out and now Simmons Bank Arena. But, yeah, I've seen, I've seen those things happen before. I miss Singular, to be honest. I kind of, I remember having... Uh, I feel like the best cell phone success I had was with Singular. Like the coolest uh, phones and the ones that worked the best. But I won't mention who I have now because I don't want to, you know, in case advertising comes in. But, yeah, it was, I miss, I miss Singular and it was all tell. And I guess Cricket's still a thing. The phone companies seem to be the ones that are always having the mergers. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's like communication stuff. Was it, uh, oh, it was uh, Southwestern Bell. Weren't they a thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Were they landlines or cell phones, though? I don't remember. Landlines. Okay. Did they get bought out by somebody? Yeah. Else? Yeah. They All of those got bought out by the same company. Yeah. Because it was at 18... I, I'm wondering, because it used to be... You know, we are talking about bowls and talking about, like, you know, t- companies. Remember, it used to be the Southwestern Bell Cotton Bowl back in the day. Like, they, it used to be... Uh, I think it was the Cotton Bowl, sponsored by Southwestern Bell. Something like that. But... Yeah, and I just remember thinking it was like one of the first telephone companies that were here in the United States. And uh, yeah, Arkansas, this Razorback Stadium used to have, uh, their phone systems there were, were Southwestern Bell and had a big old thing that was out there. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only thing I remember about Southwestern Bell. It's just they had the, the, the phones and uh, you know anything that uh, was involved with that. They had a lot of money to sponsor a bowl game. That, that's, that's about what I remember. And you want to be to that level where you have the money to sponsor a bowl game. Yeah. And really get the brand out. You get a lot of money for those. There's a reason why the bowl game still exists because of how much money is involved. Um, but on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, I will admit, as different as it is in different circumstances, it's true. If you think about you know the Washington Redskins and going from that to the football team now to the Commanders, that's a pretty big difference, pretty big change. Yes, it is. And they're talking about possibly doing it again. Mm-hmm. Man. I just, I'm wondering how and what, what, what would it be? But they're going to keep the same colors, though. They're not changing that. They're no. Gonna, okay. No, we wouldn't expect that. Yeah. At least, at least they don't do that. Um, also from the 501 says, any ticket giveaways for Kent State? Not at this moment. We'll keep you updated, though. We'll let you know first if uh, we end up doing any ticket giveaways. We missed out on State. Ticket Giveaway Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you should have been listening the entire show. Uh, let's see. No, I'm not. I I don't want to scare it about anybody and saying about the weather and everything. Apparently, I guess West Little Rock got hit with a bunch of strong winds at once. Saying there's a lot of debris. You got trees down. Uh, some people saying fire trucks and police are, are heading out there quick, well, fast, and hurry. Something so. that that uh, we need to know about. Yeah, if but, you live in the area, traffic is going to be backed up. Yeah, just somebody had tweeted at me that there was a uh, there was a tornado. I'm like, I ain't going to say that. I don't want to get to that point until we get that part confirmed. But, yeah, strong winds. That's a it's a huge difference. Yeah, in fact, I'm seeing some videos now on social media, and yeah, it looks pretty gnarly. That's out there, some of the winds and some of the debris. So, and especially if it got to that point, we would get alerts and mm-hmm. warnings and everything going on. So, couldn't have been that. To that extent. No, no. And I also see uh, James Bryant saying that there's some marble-sized hail in West Little Rock. Uh, this was just a few minutes ago. So, yeah, it looks like they just had a quick pop-up crazy storm with winds and hail. So hopefully everybody's okay. Hopefully there's nothing too serious out there. But uh, we will keep you updated, as we always do here on 103.7 The Buzz, for any uh, severe weather that may be coming your way. But we are going to take our final break when we come back. Going to get to three and out, some headlines and storylines and things we didn't get into. And keep it moving here on Out of Bounds and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. All coming up next. Allow us to 
introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. You're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Morning Mayhem on location at Elia's Thursday, getting you ready for Arkansas's first home game in Fayetteville. Stop by for a complimentary breakfast and say hey to Baz and Roger. That's Thursday with Morning Mayhem on location at Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Tune in to Morning Mayhem every Monday as Wally Hall tells it like it is. Presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, Little Rock's favorite go-to lunch spot, capitalsmokehouseandgrill.com. It's Wally Hall every Monday only on Morning Mayhem. So you just used bug spray in your home. Now what? Well, between the waiting and waiting for things to dry up and keeping your family away from the mess, it hits you. You could have used Zevo. Unlike other bug sprays that stick around, Zevo goes from kill to clean in seconds. Plus, it's safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Tune in to 103.7 The Buzz every Thursday night at 8 for Between the Mats High School Football Show with your hosts Matt Wilcox and Matt McJunkins. You'll hear coaches' interviews, player interviews. You'll also get weekly top 10s and player of the week picks for each classification. Plus, t-shirt giveaways and fan interactive pick'em challenges with prizes. Between the Mats on 103.7 The Buzz each Thursday is brought to you by Hootens Football, your number one source for Arkansas high school football. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? 
Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours, and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, I got to admit, Joe, the thing with uh, Chandler Jones, defensive end for the Raiders, it's kind of a weird story. No pun intended, because he was posting on his Instagram story. Uh, but he was having these comments where it says, quote, I don't want to play for the Raiders with my head coach or my GM and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, he had some expletives fly in there. But says it seems he's not able to get into the Raiders' gym and has to go to local gym instead. And the team has contacted his gr- ex-girlfriend, who he hasn't been with in five years. It's a very weird situation. Like, what's exactly happening with this whole thing? Like, do we know or is it just kind of... Like vague and subtle right now. Like, no, he's uh, the one that's putting it out there. So yeah, yeah, they've you know, it's no details that have come out other than what he's put out there. Well, that's very uh, weird that he's, he's taking that route and feels very angry about. It. I'm sure we'll know at least a little bit more of the story. But jeez, the Raiders have uh, they've had their struggles, but that's definitely not something that they want to see, especially from a player like Chandler Jones. He's not happy with whatever's going on over there in Vegas. Caleb Williams' dad, Carl Williams, says that there's no guarantee that. Caleb Williams is going to declare for the 2024 NFL Draft. He says the funky thing about the NFL Draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. This came from an interview he gave with GQ. He says that uh, the system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity. They get the first pick. So it's a gift and a curse. Well, that's how the NFL works as far, and that's how all sports work, where if you're going to be a top pick, you're going to go to one of the teams that had probably a bad record during the season. That's how it works. Yeah, but how many players have been drafted number one overall that have actually ended up having big-time success? In what, like, I mean, I know that it's probably more so than not, but I mean, Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. I'd say it going pretty well in Cincinnati. How about Peyton Manning? What happened with the Colts? gone pretty well there like it's yeah just because you go to the worst team doesn't mean that they're always going to be the worst it's like you're kind of the reason why they're going to be better right so and then uh uh, caleb williams makes around three mil in nil but that's nothing compared to an nfl contract so if you want to put some context on it then maybe that's something to think about that you know he is actually making millions right now while staying in college and We'll see what happens, but you would expect that Caleb Williams is going to be in the NFL draft next year. And I'd probably be thinking he's the highest paid college athletes or college football athletes at the minimum in NIL. The guy's on Bad Gum, was it Wendy's commercials? I saw. Like, yes. come on, how crazy is that? Big time. Yeah. Like, and, you know, you think Wendy's is giving him, uh, you know, a couple of bucks? Hey, here's a lifetime of free burgers? No, they're paying him very well. Uh, so, and in some other news, this is not surprising at all and kind of frustrating. Uh, for those of you who love movies, you may go and listen to certain people who review it or critics before you go and watch the movie. I know The Zone does a lot of stuff with uh, their movie viewing and talking about it. But either way... Rock and Roll Sushi. Yeah, Rock Average and Roll... Average Guy Movie yeah, Review. Doing great at it, yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's, it's everybody has their own opinions on movies, and there's places you go, and I'm sure a lot of people go to Rock and Roll Sushi uh, with that segment that they do, but... Rotten Tomatoes has definitely been one of the most popular ones when it comes to movie reviews and how people and critics and everything. Well, a PR firm reportedly has been manipulating Rotten Tomatoes reviews for more than five years by paying critics money simply for positive write-ups. It says in 2018, it was a movie publicity company called Bunker 15, and they took on a new project. And they were going through some different movies that they were a part of or that they were promoting, and they would pay off a lot of these critics. So just because the tomato meter says it title is a little rotten, scoring below 60% doesn't mean it needs to stay that way. So they went to work, and they were paying each of those critics $50 or more for each of the reviews that they gave, and as long as they were positive. So... It's, it, I hate stuff like that because now it ruins Rotten Tomatoes. It's already felt like it was that way for Rotten Tomatoes, but now if you go to that website and you're trying to find out oh, if this movie's good or not, and it looks like that it's been going on for quite some time, that the critics, a lot of them were being paid off for positive reviews, which is something that completely throws the whole system out of whack. But uh, I will be honest, I probably would have been one of those people that took $50 per review if I was Some people use that as a reference, but if there are people that ultimately say, 
I'm going to go see a movie or not go see a movie based on what Rotten Tomatoes has, then mm-hmm. come on, you get, you got to be able to see things and form your own opinion and don't well, worry about what everybody else says. Well, for sure. I, I agree. But also when the movies and those trailers, you know, they put out there like, it's, you know, a 9.8 on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like... Start promoting it, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of comes across as lame. Like this, it, if you're a critic, be a critic. Don't worry about getting paid off. Just be this, be real about it. But apparently, that's the truth now. Money rules everything. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, receiver for the Rams. He's officially out Sunday versus the Seahawks. Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, said that he's still dealing with some injury issues with his hamstring. So. He's not going to be available in the game where the Rams take on the Seahawks Sunday. So, apparently Joe Jonas is filing for divorce against Sophie Turner, who, as you remember, Sophie Turner, famous from Game of Thrones, and Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. But uh, according to TMZ, this is, I guess, being reported yesterday or the day before, uh, Joe Jonas filed for divorce because something he saw on Sophie doing on their ring camera. That's all we know. It stems from something that she was doing on the ring camera. So that could be a, a plethora of things. You know, I think most people are saying, oh, it must have been some cheating going on. must have been some bad stuff, whatever it is. But that was apparently the last straw for Joe Jonas. And it looks like it's going to divorce. Hopefully you find out what it was and why that would be the case to be the straw that broke the camel's back. But another celebrity Hollywood couple ending in divorce, a tale as old as time. Well, here's a new couple alert. With Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. So where's Travis Scott? Mm. That's the wonder. Yeah. But they were seen together at Beyonce's concert. She had a special performance celebrating her 42nd birthday at SoFi Stadium. And there were plenty of celebrities in the house, especially hanging out in the VIP section. Kylie's sister Kendall, Lori Harvey, Justin and Haley Bieber, Adele, Zendaya, and Kim Kardashian. They were all there, but you could see that... Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet, they were uh, really close hmm. to each other. And at one time, she took off his hat, and she's rubbing her hands through his hair. So there's the new couple, Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. Another reason why, or at least uh, adding to the reasons why I really hate Taylor Swift and their fans, uh, Swifties, as they're referred to as, they are flooding soccer's Golden Boy Award votes after finding out that Alejandro Balde said he didn't like her music. As simple as that, just didn't like her music, and Taylor Swift fans have been infuriated, and they've started a campaign on social media to vote for Jude Bellingham at the Golden Boy 2023 vote, so he can win over Alejandro Balde just because he doesn't like her music. That's why I hate him. It's a religion. It's like that is their god. Like, who cares if a soccer player doesn't like Taylor Swift's music, and if he doesn't, Certainly don't try to take awards and try to manipulate things to get him out and getting him not getting voted for any type of award. That's stupid. That's dumb. It's, like, it's music and soccer. It has nothing to do with each other. So I'll just back off. I can't. This is why I hate Swift fans, because they are absolutely insane and they need to chill. Fans of uh, Beyonce, they do some of those same things. I hate so it. The ones that are at the top, they all do some of those same things. It's so annoying, though. Like, There's no reason for it. Let the guy live his life just because he doesn't like your music. Just let him live his life. That's Diddy is going to receive the Global Icon Award and perform at the 2023 VMAs, which is going to air September 12th at 7 o'clock. So look for Diddy to get his award, and he's going to perform at the VMAs coming up next Tuesday. Well, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. You better stay tuned, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Three doors down, away from the sun anniversary tour. Special guest, Candlebox. Friday, September 8th, Simmons Bank Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit Willie D's 